Hello, you are listening to The Everyman Tales. I am Everyman. Our stories are meant for daytime, nighttime, bedtime, road trips, chill time, any time in between, every adventure, and any imagination. Tonight, we are going to be finishing our story of the tree off the trail. Get ready to engage your imagination. Get ready for The Everyman Tales. Through the smoke, Kimo could see the flash in his rearview mirror. His car began to shake as the ground beneath it shifted. He slammed on brakes, pulled off the side of the road, jumped out of his car, and looked back at where the flames were engulfing the hillsides. What he saw immediately reignited the spark of the divine in his heart. In the middle of the smoke, up the cape, he saw a perfectly cylindrical tree enclosed totally in white. It stood out from every other tree he had ever seen, and he knew that it was the tree of his youth. Now, however, things had been put into play that he could not undo. The ground was shaking even more violently. He didn't know what to do. The trees were swaying. He heard ground shifting beneath him. He turned and looked behind him and saw a hillside slide off the side of the mountain into the ocean, creating a huge wave, and there was no going further south. He jumped in his car, turned around, and hit the gas. Meanwhile, inside the tree, totally protected and encased, were Ellie, Rick and Carol, Ernest, Ben, Mangus and Leanne, and C.B., They didn't know what to do, but they knew they were totally safe. They couldn't see beyond the edges of the limbs of the tree. Everything beyond that was white. They didn't smell the smoke. They did not see the fire. But the tree was moving. They just didn't know exactly what was happening. They stayed where they were. At least most of them did. Ellie kept climbing to the very top. She climbed as close to the top as she could, reaching limb after limb. Stepping, pulling, reaching, stepping, pulling all the way until she got to the very top. The closer to the top she got, unlike any other tree she had ever climbed, the stronger the thin limbs and the trunk felt. She actually thought she could make it all the way to the very top of the tree, so she tried. She climbed, she reached, and before she knew what was happening, the very top of the tree without anything else around it, was at her waist. She was standing on the top of the tree, unable to see past it, and she wondered what would happen. She climbed one more step, leaning over to balance herself. She put up her next leg. She felt the wind that had pulled her toward the tree the very first time she'd ever experienced it. She stepped up, reached up, and stepped into the whiteness and disappeared. Everyone below her could not believe their eyes. They didn't know what had happened to Ellie, but she was no longer in the tree. Was she back in the smoke and the flame? Had she fallen? There was no sound. They all felt totally and perfectly at peace at wherever Ellie was. And slowly, they began to feel that same wind pull them to the top of the tree. Rick and Carol helped each other up, stepped up to the top. First, Carol climbed to the top, Rick steadying her all the way, and she stepped into the white unknown. 
Rick then climbed all the way to the top and stepped as well, disappearing from the vision of everyone below. No one knew what was happening, but they did know the wind was pulling them into the void. Ernest, full of hope and joy at an experience that he didn't know at all what it was going to be, almost raced to the top of the tree and leapt into the great white unknown. Ben was very cautious, slowly pulling himself up limb by limb, but eventually he made it to the top as well, and the wind and the feeling and the pull launched him into the great whiteness. Mangus and Leanne made their way to the top, each of them holding each other's hand, face to face, one on one side of the tree, one on the other, and stepped into the unknown together. CB, close to the bottom of the tree, was wondering what was happening to everyone. He had begun to climb himself. Still, there was no sight of smoke or flame. Everything beyond the outside of the tree was perfectly, brilliantly white. CB climbed to the top of the tree, all the way to the top. On the last limb, he stepped up and stepped off. As his foot left the tree, everything around the tree became normal again. The whiteness disappeared. The tree on the hillside, with flames coming from all directions, began to sway as the ground was swaying. At this point, all the people in Silver Springs knew they were experiencing an earthquake in coordination with the fires. On purpose or not, they didn't know, but the earthquake was definitely having effect, with parts of the highway sliding off into the ocean to the north and to the south. Anyone who came by the Cape realized that where the road headed towards the Cape and the viewpoint and where the tree was, was slowly separating itself from the mountain. Kimo, going as fast as he could around the curves, flying up the coast, suddenly had to slam on brakes as his path back to the tree was cut off. He got out of his car, saw that the hillside had slid into the ocean just like the one in the other direction, and he knew he was trapped. He couldn't go north. He couldn't go south. There was no way over the hills. He would just wait until rescue personnel found him. But he knew he had found the tree, and once again, he just could not get to it. He looked up the coast, and there was no perfectly white, cylindrical form of a tree. He couldn't make it out among the smoke and the flame at all. He sat beside his car and cried at the destruction he had brought on a beautiful, wonderful part of God's creation. When the fire stopped and the earthquake finally finished shaking the coast, the path to the Cape was totally eliminated. As a matter of fact, the Cape itself had become its own outcropping. Between the Cape and the mountain, the earth had fallen away all the way into the ocean. The Cape now, totally surrounded by water, stuck up from the ocean. It was as if a great and mighty hand had carved a valley between the Cape and the mountainside. And after the hand had finished carving, it had filled in with ocean. And now the Cape was its own monolith, sticking up out of the ocean, never to be accessed by anyone ever again. Ellie, Rick and Carol, Ernest, Ben, Mangus, and Leanne 
and CB were not dead. They were more alive than they had ever been. They simply did not know where they were. And while they had been together in the tree, now they were all in their own separate existence. The tree off the trail would never be accessed by another human. Kimo stopped his destructive ways and lived a life full of regret for what he had done. The Department of Transportation, of course, rebuilt the highway around the edges of all the destruction. But with the Cape itself now surrounded by ocean, there would be no bridge. There would be no more viewpoint. There would be no one else to experience the tree off the trail. You may ask yourself, is this a made-up story? A made-up place? Whatever happened to Ellie, Rick and Carol, Ernest, Ben, Mangus and Leanne, and CB? All I can say is that they lived a full life somewhere that none of us have ever been. They could very well still be living it today. Maybe in some future Everyman Tales, I'll tell you the story of them, of where they live, what happened when they stepped off the tree into the void. But for now, it's enough to say they all had an experience that their imaginations could never understand. And that concludes The Tree Off the Trail. Thank you for tuning in so much to the Everyman Tales, for listening to these initial episodes. And coming up in the weeks to come, we're going to be having stories that are appropriate for bedtime, road trips, daytime, but they are going to be single episodes. We won't do another serial like this for a while, but who knows? You can never say never, can you? Again, thank you for listening to the Everyman Tales. Be sure to follow me on Podbean, where I broadcast from, or whatever platform you listen to. There are a variety that you can find me on. Uh, Google Podcasts, as well as the Apple Store, iHeartRadio, Boomplay, Audible, and several more. Like and follow me on whichever platform you choose to listen. And be sure to check out my Facebook page, The Everyman Tales. Again, thank you for listening, and remember to engage your imagination.